hey, how are you? Welcome back, you guys. This is Lindsay, your host of Life Through a Distorted Lens. I hope you're having a lovely new month of February, February. Uh, how you doing? How's it going? How is life? Have you stepped outside in the past week? I've gotten in the bad habit of not doing that where I should be at least going outside. But anywho, this week I have on the lovely guest, Erin Brewer. Erin has her own story, as many of us do, as to why she's speaking out. She shares her past and her own story of her journey to where she is now. I also want to add this little tidbit. On January 20th, 2021, newly elected President Biden signed an executive order that effectively eliminated the rights of women and girls to protections and provisions based on the category of sex. Instead, Biden's order chooses to interpret sex broadly as sexual orientation and gender identity, quote, you know, air quotes, but does not make any provisions for the physical category of sex, meaning that women and girls, female people, may no longer be a legally protected class. Myself and other women are heading to the White House on March 8th on International Women's Day. This event, Women Picket DC, is being held to protest Biden's executive order and to demand our rights as women and girls to single-sex spaces and sports. So our Facebook group is Women Picket DC. Our website is womenpicketdc.org. Let's see here. It is March 8th. Uh, The date, I'm sorry, the time on the Facebook group, I don't know if that's like super strict as to now. We're still organizing the event and getting everything pulled together. Uh, We are definitely encouraging you to wear sports team gear if you wish. If you don't have any sports attire, you can just come as you are. We aren't excluding men. Men are definitely welcome. Um... Let me read what they have on the website if you can't make it to the site. Um, and by the way, we, uh, we're we on Twitter as well, Women Pick at DC. We're still getting the logo and all whatnot uh, sorted through, but I continue. We believe and fight for the rights of women and girls to self-define based on our whole humanity as female humans, i.e. women and girls. The terms women and girl refer to adult human females and pre-adult human females, We are whole human beings, which includes all of our internal organs, and we reject being reduced to a, quote, gendered identity. Single-sex spaces including bathrooms, changing rooms, locker rooms, shelters, prisons, and rape crisis centers. Women prisoners deserve single-sex prisons. Women who seek shelter from homelessness, domestic violence, and rape deserve single-sex facilities. Women in the military deserve single-sex rooming and bathing facilities. Women and girls deserve bodily integrity, privacy, and safety. Anything less is a violation of our boundaries and enforcement of rape culture. Single-sex sports. Women and girls deserve the right conferred under Title IX with fair opportunities for participation and scholarships. Women and girls deserve the right to fair and safe play. The physiological advantages of men and boys over women and girls are myriad while they include the male hormone testosterone. They are not limited to T levels, but also include the male skeletal structure with larger hands and feet, broader shoulders, narrower hips, larger heart and lungs, faster heat dissipation, better blood oxygenation, 
faster twitch muscle fibers, faster muscle recovery time, better grip strength, and a more powerful punch. The right to choose a healthcare provider for our own sex. Women and girls deserve the right of consent, the right to decide who touches our body, and for this person to be of the same sex if we so choose. Anything less is a violation of our boundaries and an enforcement of rape culture. The right of free speech. Women and girls deserve the right to name material reality as it exists. We deserve to be able to name reality as we see and experience it with our physical senses. We deserve to use accurate language when speaking about human sex and name adult human males as men and pre-adult human males as boys. We will not be coerced into participating in the jargon used by gender identity campaigners. Women and girls demand the recognition of our full humanity as a sex class. We are not a, quote, gendered identity status, end quote. We do not exist to validate the identity claims of men and boys, nor are we human shields for men and boys who are vulnerable in male single-sex spaces. We deserve protections and provisions on the basis of sex. Ruth Bader Ginsburg quote there. We stand with our foremothers and foresisters, suffragettes, such as Susan B. Anthony said, no self-respecting woman should wish or work for a party that ignores her sex. Without further ado, let's get into the show. So I just wanted to put in a plug for Partners for Ethical Care. Um, this is a relatively new organization, and the goal is to collect stories from people. So it's stories from parents, stories from detransitioners, stories from you know women who have been in bathrooms when men have come in um, and, and, and told they're not allowed to complain, stories from teachers who are uncomfortable with the what's being taught in schools, you know, just, just to gather stories so that we can document what's happening. It's really our goal. And so if you go to partnersforethicalcare.com, and, and there's um, also, there's a life chat built in. Most of the time, there's somebody there who, can, who will do live chat. Not always, because we all are, are volunteers. Mm-hmm. But, um, you know, if you send in your story and there, and if you want more support, if you want resources, um, let us know, because that's, that's the other thing that we try to do is provide resources, provide support. Um, if you're a new parent to this and, and, and just like freaking out because your kid's going down this route, um, we have lots of resources and, and we can, you know, help help connect you with other parents, help get you in support groups. And same for detransitioners. Um, if you're a detransitioner, if you're suddenly realizing, ah, this was this is not the right thing for me and that you're feeling really lost, then 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 we'd love to be there to support you. Amazing. Yeah. So that's fantastic. Yeah. And, and you guys and have a YouTube as well, YouTube channel? Yeah, we have a YouTube. Yeah. We have um we have two different programs that we run on YouTube right now. Um, one of them is um, Common Sense Care, and it's specifically a parenting program. So so helping parents to navigate if their kid comes home and says that they have a gender identity issue, you know what what do does a parent do? And so so that's one of the series. The other one is called um, Partners for Ethical Care Talks, and we just do every week we look at the news and kind of deconstruct it and and analyze you know how is this going to affect women and children and so um so those are the two programs on the youtube and then i have a personal youtube station where i do what you're doing here um i've primarily tried to focus on um, people who have different perspectives on this um so that so that we can document it because i just feel like it's so important to archive these stories so that we have documentation of what went on um regardless of what happens in the future these are really important stories that need to be captured 
I mean, I'm so new to all this feminism stuff. Um, I had my own, like, oh, I always thought feminists were loud and annoying and weird because I, and I, I thought about this recently, like, why did I think that? Because once I started getting involved in it and being involved in online forums over it and whatnot, um, even when I heard about over it, I was like, oh, all females. Oh, I bet. I don't know. I just had this weird thing that I guess was embedded in me from growing up. And it was like my own thoughts were like such a lie. I joined it and it was a wonderful community, like no judgments, just like, I, I don't know how to explain it. It was amazing. And it, uh, you know, my, my own idea of what feminists were or is was so wrong and not correct. And it's embarrassing to say that, but I have no problem admitting, you know, my own journey and all this, but, but yeah, so I kind of joined all this, uh, madness in November last year. So I'm, technically a, a baby i don't want to say yeah. that it's a, that's uh, weird but well i yeah. think part of it is that there are so many different kinds of feminism it's sort of like there are all different kinds of uh christianity mm -hmm. and you know they're really they're very different um different i mean they're different communities because i've i've been um just ridiculed by sort of some of these feminists who are saying that i have to accept you know, men as women and they're claiming to be feminists. And I'm like, you're not allowed to no. say they're men. You're misgendering. <laughs> right. And I had no idea. I thought like I, I had no idea. And I got in this discussion with someone and she just attacked me for for being transphobic. And that was sort of my first introduction to this. And I was like, what on earth are you talking when about? When was that? It was probably about four years ago. So it wasn't yeah. that long ago. I mean, yeah. I really, most of this, I had no idea about what was going on. And and I, I, I really thought this woman was just like off her rocker. I had no right. idea what this was yeah. like. <laughs> well, it is yeah. off your rocker uh, yeah. speech, honestly. It's just yeah, like and I, I really was like, this person just didn't take high school biology. If I just explain mm. this to her, then she'll get it. Um, and, and, you know, obviously I was, I was completely wrong on that. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know how to approach some of this stuff where I have uh, currently someone who's willing to talk. I want to know what part of all this, like, she was led to believe and believed it, because then maybe I could be able to talk to her and navigate it. But there's so many angles to all this and so many ways to manipulate people that I, I don't know what would, because I feel like it's such a delicate tightrope walk of, like, and I'm not here to, like, change people's minds about this, but I'm just trying to help them see the truth in all this. Um I'm well, just and I so think, I worried think it's like an ideology. And so what happens whenever I try to even really gently kind of nudge somebody, I just get called transphobic. I get told that I should get choked with their girl dick. I get, you know, I mean, it's just this like it's this anger and this attack and this unwillingness to even entertain the idea that maybe maybe they're wrong. Um, and it, and it it's so hostile that it's hard yes. to interact with them. And so I don't know. I mean, I, I, it's sort of like somebody's in a cult and how do you go about um, deprogramming them? That's what exactly, it's like. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Oh, I mean, a hundred percent. I've been talking nonstop about the Scientology and uh, <sighs> or just the parallels and similarities or I was like, Oh, I have to write this down. Um, actually, I wish I, I could pull it up, but it's well, just and one their of the whole things tactics of going after people and yeah. really going, go, go in and go in all the way and, yeah aggression and i just see it side to side looking at it. i'm like it's i i have to stop this documentary thing i'm watching and be like oh my god it's that's identical like yeah it's so very clear to me that you know I, I, 
it's not fun calling it like a cult because I'm sure people are like, wow, you've lost your mind. I'm like, but I'm not trying to be mean. Like it, yeah, it is. It like, is. It is. It's a it's a brainwashing of sorts. Um, yeah. And and what I've found is that. Um, probably the best way to try and engage without, you know, the complete like attack of like you're a turf and deserve to die is to ask really gentle questions. Mm, and even yeah. that can sometimes get you in trouble. And so, um, and I, I see it as very sad. I see it as, you know, anybody, anybody who gets kind of um, brought into a cult Catch. that is harmful and dangerous, those people deserve sympathy but at the same time it's also important to recognize that it could be really dangerous i mean i can't tell you how many times i've seen women um threatened with death and rape and torture um and and for some reason when men in a dress do it it's okay yeah. but when you know because <laughs> we're the time, ones that's supposedly excluding so therefore mm -hmm. it's okay to be demonic and just i mean horrifying to another person i'm sorry yeah. i don't believe in um uh, you know, if they are sitting there believing that we're evil and mean and are that awful or hate speech or whatever, which no, um, I don't believe in that stance of like, well, I'm going to treat you the way that you treat me. I'm like, you're not going to solve anything, no. like anything whatsoever. Um, I, I, that's why I just, I watch this happen, you know, every day, all day. And I'm like, you're shooting yourself in the foot. If you had an ideology or something that was founded in something reality-based, why would you do so many things to shoot yourself in the foot, like be aggressive? It just, it breaks my brain. I'm like, you're not helping whatever your cause is at all. Like women are being affected by this, like by and large. And like currently what's happening to me is I'm losing my fem female best friends. I've lost males, but um, honestly, losing my female friends is the, I've never experienced some, I've never experienced something like this where it's such a mind fuck where I'm like, that's the most painful part, not necessarily about me and losing, you know, people I love, but them being for something that's damaging to them, but they right. don't see it because liberal feminism or I don't You're know. You're not allowed to question. And what I think makes me so sad, uh, I'm older than you. And, you know, one of the things that, that, that feminists have been trying to do um, year after year is break these stereotypes, break down gender roles, uh, you know, um, help so that, you know, a woman can walk around in a t-shirt and jeans and that's okay and have short hair and she's still a woman. We all know that. Um, and, and, and to create spaces where women have accessibility because when I was a little kid and women were first becoming firefighters, there weren't spaces for them to change in their locker rooms, they, you know, and, and that was a way of excluding them from participating as firefighters. So women had to work hard. We had to work hard to get bathrooms and changing rooms in the Capitol. And now we have men who are taking over those spaces. And so it's like everything that we've been working for is just being overturned. Um, and somehow they're even usurping, you know, women's thinking. And, and, and it's almost like um, younger women didn't have to fight for all this. And so they don't know what they're going to lose. And they don't know how dangerous this is. And, and that's what makes me really sad. You said exactly what I wrote down and wanted to bring up because I think it's an excellent point. And, you know, I was born in the 80s and there was nothing that I felt like growing up at all where if there wasn't, wasn't aware of it, of women's rights or spaces or anything being violated. I mean, obviously growing up a woman, there's unfairness and whatnot, but there was no real 
you know, massive global fight like what's going on now at mm -hmm. all. So it makes it makes yeah, it makes total sense. Like when you said that, I was like, oh, that's an excellent point. And also this whole COVID thing, um, you know, I know that uh, men are going into uh, females' bathrooms and whatnot now. But, uh, you know, I feel like the people that are going along with this and agreeing with it, being captured by the cold thing, haven't felt the repercussions or this come into real play because you're sitting in your comfortable home. Mm -hmm. So it's so easy to be like, and this whole language thing, I feel like, is the biggest issue where they say transgender woman and girl. This whole, like, Texas something wrote a tweet yesterday about transgender woman. I love how they wrote transgender woman and girl. They didn't say transgender woman and transgender girl. They wanted to use the word transgender right. as little as they could. I don't even know if people are aware of yeah. what transgender is um, as well, but it's just such a wordplay where you read it and you go, well, I mean, yeah, women and girls should be in sports. It was all about um, saying that transgender women and transgender girls are being excluded from women and girls sports. <laughs> right, right. I actually am just working on a blog post about that right now, how the media is just completely turning this on its head. They're talking about these poor people being banned from sports. They're not being banned from sports. They're being told that they have to compete against um, people of the same sex. So, so yes, it, it is. It, nobody's saying you can't compete in sports. They're saying you have to be fair in the competition, and it's not fair to have men and boys competing against no. girls and women. It's just not. absurd. And the fact that the media is buying into this, and it's like this, oh, yeah. you know, this hysteria about these poor people who are being excluded and persecuted and discriminated against, and Violent it's like suicide. no. No, they're trying to like um, push into our spaces to penetrate women's spaces in a way that is not okay. And the fact that the media is just going along with this just infuriates me. Oh, mega. It's, I'm so tired of it because it's, you know, deliberate wordplay, using a little amount of this word as, as little as you can, overemphasizing these words. It's such a... It's just so infuriating, man, and it's very frustrating. And I've been feeling very beat down by it. And I know that's what they want, blah, blah, blah. It's a classic cult thing. I'm not, you know, it's just one day and I go to sleep and I wake up and I'm like, here I am ready to keep fighting this shit because um, that documentary, the, I think it's called Dysphoric, right? The one that came out. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Unbelievable, and incredible. Yeah. I'm so um, glad that, that that things like that are starting to get out there because, yes. as you said, I think most people don't have a clue. I didn't have a clue five years ago. Honestly, mm -hmm. I had no idea yep. what was going on. Um, and again, it buys into this, um, you know, they've t they've um, tacked themselves on the LGB and mm -hmm. somehow um, equated themselves and their struggles with the LGB. And it's completely different. But at the same time, most people see LGBT and they're like, oh, of course, we're going to be tolerant. You know, these people have really suffered and it's time for us to make amends. So we're going to, you know, go along with this. And, and now the LGB is starting to say, wait a minute, these people are going to take away our rights because they're calling us uh bigots for having genital preferences sure. um <laughs> so you know so any lesbian who has a genital preference is now considered a bigot <laughs> and i'm like no she's a lesbian that's what that's the very definition of being a lesbian lesbians don't have dicks i'm sorry i don't care no. what you and want they to don't say want dicks. 
I mean, that's no, it's the whole like that's that's what lesbian is is it not yes. dicks at all? Like, yeah, yeah. Sorry, and it's just the, the fact that they're just taking language and bastardizing oh, it so badly. Yes. Like to me, that's what's scary is that they can yes. convince people a man can be a woman and a lesbian should sleep with a penis, and that you know boys can have vaginas, and it's just they're teaching this to our children at a really young age. And we no longer have vaginas. We have front holes. Please God. I said in my other video, I was like, front hole? I thought of like it's a mouth. I'm like, okay. So what I found was so interesting. I don't know if I've said it yet uh, in, in any of my podcast stuff, or I'm sure I did, but not the video stuff. When I first started this discovery and research, I could not get enough because I'm like, what? Something was there. And it was firstly the Joe Rogan, uh, Abigail Schreier, and Deborah So, I believe, um, and I just, it just started there and it didn't stop. But um, I started looking at the LGB drop the T on set it because I, you know, I've been an avid Reddit user for years. You know, I've loved it. But then I, it's just so much of this stuff. I didn't realize how much I really was affected by being a woman in, mm-hmm. in my entire life. And it's honestly horrifying. And I'm, it, I thought maybe that's another reason why I didn't want to become a feminist because maybe I secretly knew that how horrible. I'm actually really interested to hear your story because you're sort of the demographic that we're trying to reach. Like, so how was it that you went from, you know, being like LGBT to being like, oh, get the T out of the LGB and, and, and like get the T the heck out of my bathroom <laughs> and out of my sports. And, you know, how did you, what was the transformation that took place? Man, um, I, I don't know. I think I, I keep thinking back on it and I feel like... Uh, because I used to love RuPaul's Drag Race. I come from a very, I'm the youngest of a big family. I'm the black sheep, the artist, colorful, piercings, tattoos, whatever. Never felt accepted by my family. It's, it's fine now. But um, so I, I gravitate towards people that I feel like that are bullied or don't, or don't fit in a group because I know what that feels like. So, and I just love weird, like colorful, avant-garde, uh, breaking the norm stuff. So I also realized how much I was starting to accept what has become normalized to so many people, which is uh, mind-blowing to me. And I'm so thankful that I kind of broke away from it. That doesn't mean I, I might still love weird and colorful stuff. That's not what I'm saying. Because um, I started following these accounts that are definitely BDSM and Japanese rope play, um, which always shows the female submit. It's just like, and they always try to paint that as like a loving, I'm like, what the fuck? I'm sorry. My (laughs) gut feeling as a woman, um, that does not look, uh, loving or gentle or sweet to a female. Like, I don't get, I don't give a shit what you say. Um, okay. Um, so it's just a lot so, of stuff. That so you're telling me that being spit in the mouth and and choked doesn't sound like a good time to you. No, so no. <laughs> like that's so dangerous. Like you, you, I feel like that kind of shit and yeah. I'm not against like kinks and stuff. Stuff like that is such an adult theme that it sh- really should not be a played with or fucked around with with yeah. teens that don't know what they're doing. They wear these collars that are submissive the 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 o-ring is a submissive thing and i feel like girls that wear like i'm powerful look at me because i thought it was like a powerful thing like i'm in power but then someone was like or i read up and i was like that's a submissive thing that you're wearing and i think consent is right in there when you start looking at how this is eroding yes yes no matter what you think of bdsm 
there is a strong component of consent and that's, yes, that's always historically been really important the, and that's being completely part. eroded right oh, now. Oh yeah, what, what are, what are especially boundaries? girls are being taught oh, yeah. they have no consent. Yeah, and, and boundaries you know, are being argue eroded. whether or not somebody, you know, a woman can um, reasonably consent because there are all sorts of reasons why somebody might get into BDSM and think that she is fully consenting when in fact she isn't. I mean, it gets really complicated. Yeah, I've thought about this so much where I'm yeah. like, I'm not going to judge people for their fetishes and, and all their um, stuff they, you know, sexual gratification and whatnot. But I feel like the BDSM thing is such a, I, there's a huge sense of me where I'm not comfortable with it because I think that women or men, anyone can act out trauma from mm -hmm. their childhood or life thinking that it's healing it. But all I can think is that it's perpetuating it and keeping it on the forefront because you are using it as a sexual tool. And right. I just really think it's a d dangerous um, place to put your mind. You know, I thought RuPaul's Drag Race was them just putting on costumes and be doing entertainment. And I had no idea. I mean, I just, so much of this stuff was like uh, segmented and they weren't all put together now where I'm like, holy shit. Um, you know, seeing RuPaul's Drag Race, I didn't put two and two that some of them could be AGPs or whatever, have pedoph pedophilia vibes. Um, I just didn't ever really think about it. I don't know. I, I want to be like, well, I always have this thing of like, well, what does Reddit think about this? Not that that's like the, the holy <laughs> grail of truth, but I like it. To me, it's a space where people can kind of be themselves in a, in a way um, and say things really truthfully that people that I don't know, and that's what I like to get about or get out of the internet, which is hearing other people's opinions from across the world or a globe. And Reddit is um, a place for that, sort of. Um, and I, I typed in like Abigail Schreier just to see what they were saying about it after I saw that interview and there was a whole thread and someone mentioned something about how gender critical got deleted off of Reddit. And, and they were like, oh, here's a replacement on set it. And I was like, what the fuck is set it? So I clicked into that and I was like, oh my God, they, somebody made an entire replica of basically Reddit because of all this shit that's not allowed on Reddit or just getting away from the Reddit, um, mind thing i guess but so then i found the lgb drop the t and my mind uh was blown um i i'm not a lesbian or bi but i i i grew up as in a uh, southern baptist family where uh homosexuality is not a good thing or looked up upon but i come from the stance of i don't judge people for that it's not my business uh they're allowed to do whatever they that's just not my business like why would i judge I'm just, I really don't judge people for that shit, even though I grew up in a family of, you know. Well, and, and they're so thing. different. And that's oh, something that usually. I feel like uh, it's so important for people to understand that there's a, there's such a big difference between um, who somebody chooses to be intimate with yeah. versus taking children and harming their bodies with experimental medical procedures yes. by telling them they're inherently flawed, that they're born in the wrong body, mm. and that the only way they can fix it is to damage themselves. Like, why? That's like, that's like night and day. There's, they're, they're like completely different. Yeah, they're not forcing you to say things to them, and they're not forcing right. you to believe and change your belief. Because, you know, right. I have the belief of that. That doesn't mean I'm not going to have homosexual or gay or lesbian friends. Like, that's ridiculous. I, that's... Do you know what I mean? Like, um... yeah, yeah. I mean, and that's the, that's the other thing you mentioned um, about how we speak that yeah. that we're being compelled to use these um, obscure, bizarre pronouns. This inaccurate. We're being compelled to lie. I even heard of a case of a child in a school. I believe it was in Oregon who got um, disciplined 
for using the child, you know, a, a fellow classmate's correct pronoun, but that child identified as something different. And so, so children are now being disciplined for telling the truth. And oh, this, yeah. this is again, um, extremely scary. Yeah. This is, this is teaching, so different. Yeah. yeah teaching just, you to, to uh, go against your natural innate gut, you know, it's teaching yeah. you not to trust your gut feeling. Right, Red right. flag dot yeah. com. Like that yeah. is terrifying. Suddenly yeah. your personal boundaries are, we can't allow um, that because yeah. you're a bigot. Like that's right. just, I mean, that's so dangerous. Um, So yeah, the whole, once I realized that the, the uh, LGBT community was like, fuck this, no. And the whole subreddit, or I guess sub it group, is called LGB Drop the T. Yeah. So my mind was blown. I just kept reading their stories. And then I found the D-Trans subreddit, which is back on Reddit, and reading all those stories. Yeah. Um, and that was, I think that, honestly, the D-Trans stories are, uh, I keep telling people this, like, who cares what I say? If you're offended by how loud I am and uh, I don't give a shit, just speaking my truth here, D don't listen to me then. Like, read and listen to the D-Trans stories because that's that's it like what more could you possibly need to hear than mm -hmm. the people that are being or are either currently or have been affected by this um yeah. are you gonna really sit there and tell me that i'm still a, a turf or i'm anti-trans or trans exclusionary mm -hmm. by the way let well, me clarify again i'm not exclusionary i yeah. am for tr trans identifying females who are females like i don't exclude trans like God, it's just, it's not, it's not about that. It really isn't. Well, and I, I think that, um, at least for me, I feel like they're really shooting themselves in the foot because, um, if, you know, if, if we started pushing and saying, you know, men who like to, uh, be gender nonconforming mm -hmm. should be allowed and welcomed in the men's bathroom, you know, that's where they should be. Yes. And, 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 and if they're catching flack for that, that's what we should be fighting. Yes, we have yes. Women who are gender nonconforming using the women's room. And if they catch flack for it, that's what we should be fighting. We should be yeah. fighting so that if, you know, if men, you know, say a man wants to compete in the Olympics wearing a woman's bathing suit. Okay, mm -hmm. go for it. As long yeah. as he's competing against other men. Yes. And that's what I, I feel like they're really shooting themselves in the foot by, you know, doing this weird somersault with biology and saying that they actually are women. Well, they're not, you know, mm -hmm. we, they're not. Um, uh, yeah, and and don't, don't just, yeah, don't, don't try and, um, what is it, kind of completely gaslight society yeah. and have us accept something that's not. But, but you were able to like sort of catch that by hearing these probably very compelling detransition stories where you started to realize there was a whole lot more than just sort of finding your authentic self going on in these communities. Yeah. Hey there, enjoying the show? Show your appreciation by supporting my work by becoming a patron on my Patreon. Head over to www.patreon.com forward slash distorted lens and choose a tier. You can also leave a donation directly to my PayPal. Head over to my website, lindsayplatotionart.com. Click on the distorted lens podcast link on the top header and click the PayPal button to show your support. Help me continue to bring you creative endeavors and truths each and every week. Thank you for listening and thank you for your continued support. Now on to the show. I guess because I also didn't hear anything largely on a large scale online or anything 
about the transgender anything somehow well actually you know i was involved in this whole uh, gamer culture and uh the ubisoft star player stuff um where we're awarded that's a whole other bullshit but uh <laughs> we were in a community or there was a group of us from all around the globe that got to go to some gaming event and there was a man that was very tall very awkward but very funny and you know i didn't know what they were i didn't didn't really concern me i didn't want to i could tell they were very like uh, outcast and people wouldn't really gravitate to them it was a pretty big group and i would sit in front of them uh, i sat in front of them during one of the breakfasts and they seemed to be like not okay and i was like are you okay because we're usually giggly and making really funny jokes and they're like yeah i just had a i don't know a panic attack or some sort of mental thing and i was like really trying to uplift their spirits because i could tell there's something mentally going on with this person um, and that was, I realized later, I guess, once I really thought about it, um, was a trans identifying male because yeah. they had a female name, although their user, their username is non-binary or something. I yeah. didn't know what any of that shit was. And honestly, <laughs> I thought the non-binary thing was a gaming term because again, this, I came from the gaming background and yeah, I, binary means like, numbers, yeah, right? <laughs> so I was like, I, that's what I thought like, it was. Oh, wow. I'm like a, a, a 0.5 really. <laughs> I had no idea. Um, so yeah, I, I, I didn't really, I mean, I didn't see it in for what it really was, even though, I'm trying to think if there's anyone else I knew. Oh, there was another star player that I, I, I mentioned this, where they were, you know, a man pretending to be a woman, and they just wanted attention. Um, and that's, I didn't know much about it. So in the sense, I guess I wasn't truly captured by it. Um, and I woke up from it, even though I wasn't a sleeper. I don't know. Um, yeah, the whole thing about like wearing women's clothing and suddenly you're a woman, you you feel <laughs> like a woman. Is that Come so on. This is so backwards. What does it mean to feel like a woman? Can you tell me? <laughs> you just are. Like there's no fucking, what, what does that even feel like? And what, if you ask them what that feels like, oh, I feel dainty and uh, I'm going to curl my hair. It's just like, what the fuck is that? That's not a woman. Yeah. Oh God. <laughs> Well, and that's what I think is also scary is that what I really see happening is AGP, and for those who haven't heard the term, it's autogonophiles, who actually get sexually aroused by dressing up as women, which is fine if they want to do that in their bedroom. Yes, yes, yes. Please don't bring it into my bathroom. Mm -hmm. But what we have is these AGPs who are kind of pushing this stuff onto kids. Most of the kids who have gender dysphoria, who have gender identity issues, have experienced trauma, um, are in difficult situations, maybe are experiencing homophobia. Um, a lot of them are autistic. So these are very marginalized kids who are, you know, I see it as predators finding yes. the most vulnerable yes, population, yes, yes, yes. going after them and then encouraging them to harm themselves. In any other situation, society would be up in arms. But in this, in this situation, we're all like, Oh, the poor autogonophile. They've had such a rough life. Let's just go ahead and be nice to them. Well, they're not being nice to other people, and they're certainly not, no, not being at nice all. To the children. Yep. A hundred percent. And, you know, that's one of those words that, oh, let's not. <laughs> like, I feel like they obviously shove that down or block and delete it. Well, like and, 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 and. Lindsay, since you and I don't know what it's like to be a woman, they are actually more women than we are Stop because they it. Oh feel God. it. Yeah. Oh, it's just once you read what they're actually saying, which if you don't know, get on Twitter. I would never usually say it to anyone because Twitter is yeah. mostly trash until you actually use it for your advantage. I used, you know, it used to be 
terrible and just like crap because no one's built to listen to this many people in the world. But, you know, <laughs> I found so many feminists through there and it's been amazing because it is and can be a platform to speak truth. And um, I'm not sitting there. I'm not going to sit there. I, at first I was a, like, you know, oh, God, certain things you can't say in a sentence because uh, the algorithm or robot thing gets set mm -hmm. off or someone's going to report you. But I don't really care anymore. I'm not purposely trying to get banned by any means, but I if, will clarify like that's that's a man or that's a woman. I don't really I don't care anymore. I don't, I'm not going to live in this state of fear because that's not what I believe in. And this whole thing is making people live in a state of fear because um, that it helps their agenda keep floating along and growing. Well, and, and the fact that we out. have to be we have to be careful about calling a man a man or yeah. else we might get in trouble. But they could say they want to rape us with their girl dick. Exactly. They want to it's ridiculous. It. And that's oh, okay. Look at the girl dick. Get out of here. I know. And that's, that's okay. And they won't get in trouble for that. And that's, no, not at all. Not at all. That's an indication something is wildly wrong. I mean, we're no, really enabling true. bullies and telling them, you know, go for it. You know, this is, this is a population you do get to bully. And uh, as you said, you know, there's all kinds of feminists, but I have been very heartened mm -hmm. by the feminists I've found fighting this because um, I don't think I ever... I probably, you know, when I was in college, I, I was a feminist. I was, you know, kind of a separatist feminist, actually. Um, <laughs> you know, I'd What's read that? all. I don't, I don't know what that means. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> I actually, I know, very new. So I actually went into college thinking I would study to see if there was a way to um, fertilize an egg with another egg so that women could, um, you know, end up procreating without have, needing men at all. So that basically we could just like, get rid of them <laughs> because I was like separatist feminist meaning I I just wanted a world without men um, what, what led you to have that mindset I think a lot uh, it was trauma a lot of trauma I mean I think that I had been you know sexually assaulted when I was very little you know when you take a, a little five-year-old body and try to push a grown-up penis into it it causes a lot of trauma, both physically and mentally. And I don't think I ever, you know, there were a lot of ways in which that expressed itself. But, but at one point, you know, when I was in college, it just came out as anger, just, you know, complete anger at, um, at men, because I hadn't experienced any really good guys, you know, I hadn't had, I hadn't had a lot of, ex you know, and, and thankfully, as I've gotten older, I've had, I've met men who are really good people. And that's helped tremendously. Um, and I've also met women who aren't so great. So I sort of like, you know, got that balance where I'm like, okay, I guess there's this balance. But, mm -hmm. but I was, I just had such anger. I remember once um, a friend and I, um, again, this is college, we got carrots and we were sitting out on a front stoop of our dorm, smashing them and just yelling bloody penises. Cause we were just like, I mean, we were you gotta get like, that anger out. I mean, yeah, yeah, there was so much anger, and it was just mm -hmm. directed right at that appendage. Um, so you would think that I would be thrilled at the idea of men cutting off their penises, but but I, I'm not, you know. Yeah, <laughs> and, and the fact is, is that most AGPs, most of these um, people who are getting turned on by by impersonating women, are not getting their penises cut off. They want them there to enjoy the scenery. I mean, yeah, it's a whole. That's a whole. <laughs> point to keep it and uh, sexually gratify yourself and use women as an object like a i've read the yeah. elf in the room thing or you know read up yeah. on it. um not as much as i could be i'd love to read that uh 
Blanchard or something book. Um, yeah, that's a, it's a really interesting. I, know. Um, like, I actually quiet. saw this video from a guy who um, detransitioned. Mm. So he, he took the hormones. He realized it was a mistake. He said he was just a dude in a dress, but he said he kind of enjoys the fact that he grew breasts because now whenever mm. he wants to, you know, play with titties, he's, he's got them right there. And I'm like, ah! <laughs> joy for him, joy to the world. <laughs> I mean, whatever, whatever turns you on, I guess. But at the same time, um, you know, it, it is a sad world when we have, you know, men who are, who are, um, you know, they're more turned on by the idea of themselves being a woman yep. than, and actually, you know, being willing to go out and form relationships and have um, interactions with actual women. I mean, exactly. There's messed up going on. And I've seen it, you know, when I've read all these stories, countless of it truly taking over their life where it's all they think about. And I feel like this whole ideology and everything about it destroys like the essence of just a person existing as a person and living as their true self. And what I mean my true self is how you were brought into this world. Like this is the <laughs> body you have. No one else has that. If you touch no. it, like that's your body. I so when people say trapped in the wrong body I'm like I just don't get that I'm like that's your body you're not well, trapped. and I get it and and this is where again this goes back to trauma is that a yeah. lot of kids who have had trauma dissociate and that's really yes, common yes, 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 you know I, I was dissociating all the time when I was younger um, I was diagnosed with a dissociative disorder um, it's really common to have that sense of, of detachment from your body and we used to recognize that as a concern that that wasn't healthy that it was problematic because it was really it, it was you know when I was disassociated it was it was um, easy for me to do a lot of harm to myself because yeah, I, you know, and I also had like so much anger at my body. Mm -hmm. And so it used mm -hmm. to be that we recognize that as a problem, but yeah. now we're like, oh no, let's encourage this idea that you can be born in the wrong body, that, that somehow that body that you're stuck with isn't the right one and that you should do all these things to harm it. It's like the, the medical profession is now enabling self-harm on a level way beyond cutting. I mean, on the most vulnerable on the most, I feel um, like yeah. damage that really the ones that need the most help. This is why this is so agonizing for me to witness all this and this just uh, dystopian, whatever the word is, just nightmare hellscape of young girls chopping mm -hmm. off their healthy breasts being like, yay, I did it. I've yeah. made it. Like, t let us know truthfully, how do you, how you're going to feel in six months and a year, the next day. Um, you know, and I've, I've watched the videos of like, I love the music they had to be like, D -d -d -d. it's just like that, like, <laughs> uh, like Alexa or uh, not Alexa, I can't even think of like a, a medication where it's like the people running in the field or eating a salad, happy music. Um, yeah, exactly. But like, cause I, I pay attention to their face when they look at themselves in the yeah. mirror, once they get it unwrapped and, and it's a, I don't yeah. get that sense that a it's a, a lot of times it's this like, Oh, I'm so yes. happy. I don't get a sense that it's like, Oh my God, this is a, or no. It's, it's a, it's a, yeah, and it, it that's exactly the they, first of all they know they're being filmed for right. fucking content creator y clickbait shit, which by the way yeah. definitely is all over YouTube. I've seen yeah. some girl's life being destroyed by some uh, trans identifying male that turned into a woman that now he's convinced his 
girlfriend to turn into a man and he filmed the journey that's the most content creatory they have like a a a limousine bus where they're all like playing video games chilling on their youtube money um and i i don't know that girl first of all looks like she's trapped in this um relationship is horrifying uh yeah they you know filmed her experience and the whole her reaction i was like yeah it doesn't look like yay first of all it's just i can't yeah um yeah and it, it, that that whole like i mean if i were to get on youtube and cut myself with a razor blade right i would i would be getting in trouble so and, far, and, yeah. and 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 people might be calling the police to come and check on me but in this case we've got doctors cutting off body parts and making it like a joke and hashtag yeah. me titas yeah. and little oh, boobies God. squishies oh, oh, with oh, the oh, i know oh oh, oh, oh. Yeah, and then and also taking their business onto tiktok where they right. fucking know They're the youth hang out on that exactly. is a, yeah to me it's children use it yeah and hugely shamelessly yeah. they don't care yeah Come it's on. disgusting and so so like your friend group how do you get like have you been able to get through to them have have you been able to like make an impact because i just feel like we got to have some skills here to figure out how do we break through this because it's horrific i've had you know a male just go off on a tangent about the jk rowling thing and i all i've been is honestly nice to them being like hey uh you know if you can read jk rowling's uh recent write-up about it where she's completely sympathetic empathetic to the transgender community course they will twist that on its head and be like oh just they make fun of her own trauma dear god i can't even something about the transgender trans identifying males and women's sports seriously are you kidding me trying to say that i'm ridiculous i was like what anyways um yeah i mean i've had my girlfriend my my, i lost my best friend female um yeah i've had some people message me and be like keep fighting the fight actually been men um i don't think i've had a single uh like a couple. I mean, I, I think most people honestly are being very quiet about this. I don't really yeah. know what they're thinking because they're terrified or they're just not seeing it play out um, in their right. life because they don't live on Twitter or whatever. Or they're yeah, not they paying attention. Be, yeah. They're not paying attention to what yeah, Biden's saying. It might saying. be pretty oblivious. Yeah. Yeah. It might be, yeah. And, and, and that's that's the other thing is that we're being shut down. You know, we're not allowed to talk. And so we're being yeah. shut down. It's hard to get the message out because, you know, whenever I'm on Twitter, I talk about men who claim to believe they feel like women. You know, I can't say these lying fuck asses. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Which is what I want to say. Sometimes I get angry and I'll say the cuss words because I've had enough, like at the end of the day. Yeah, I mean, I just, I try not to, you know, but it's it's horrifying to me that we have to be so cautious about how we say things so that we don't get banned. And typically I wouldn't mind if I got banned from Twitter. But as a result of my involvement with um, Partners for Ethical Care and the Compassion Coalition, I'm really trying to keep my Twitter account open so that yeah, we can yeah. keep educating and hopefully reach some people yes. who, you know, either parents who are just getting into this with their kids and going, what's going on? Mm-hmm. Or, or parents who have, who have lost their kids or kids who are like starting to dabble in it and, and maybe want to, you know, explore it a little bit, get the other side. You know, I just feel like it's important to have those educational resources available. Yes. And, and if we, if I, if I, you know, go so far as to say, you know, that, that, that somebody's a man when they're really a man, <laughs> I might get my account banned. Um, it, it's really quite absurd. I mean, it's just it hard is. To yeah, I've seen that whole list of people that have gotten banned for the stuff they said where it's like nothing is like hate speech or violence or yeah. some of it is like it didn't even have anything to do with this transgender thing and i was like what 
Like, I mean, first of all, Twitter is just ridiculous. They don't care about free speech. And um, the transgender community is like BFF with, or at least one of them I know is like elbow rubbing. Or I feel like a lot of them are really close with the like either creator of Twitter or the co-creator. Because yeah. um, I've seen a photo with one of them hanging out with one of them. Yeah. Well, and but... you, you interviewed Jennifer Bielek, didn't you? And she talked mm-hmm. about, I mean, the the money here is yes. enormous. The amount of yes. money in this industry. I mean, it is an industry. Oh, so man. I talked about it as a culture and ideology. Underneath all that, underpinning it is an industry that yes. is making so much money. And, you know, we saw how hard like cigarette companies fought to try and pretend like cigarettes were actually how secretive they were too yeah. Ooh, <laughs> and how yeah. secret yeah and the, and the yeah. opioids so we've, we've seen this before but in this case i've never you know it's 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 amazing to me how you know we're getting executive orders from the white house basically eliminating women as a category um and i'm like whoa like this isn't just yeah. this isn't just sort of you know companies trying to make money this is this is deeply entrenched and they are making so much money that that it's hard to imagine fighting it without i mean i i don't know if you if you're old enough to have watched silkwood um it's a movie about um nuclear reactors and and this Mm -hmm. woman who was trying to like blow the whistle on um on what was happening in the nuclear reactor she worked at. Mm-hmm. And basically she was killed by the, the, the company. Um, and, and I kind of feel that way. Like if we, mm-hmm. if we start getting close enough, if we start making enough noise, are we going to be having to look in a rear view mirrors in hopes that we're not being, you know, stalked by these multimillionaires who don't want to lose their income. And it sounds kind of um, paranoid, but at the well, same time, when you look at the amount of money that, that these companies, that these surgeons, that these pharmaceutical companies are making, there's so much money involved um, that it, it wouldn't surprise me if if bad things happen to people who talk too loudly. <laughs> I mean, I feel like there's so many movies made about this or books written about it. I haven't read 1984, but I've seen plenty enough quotes to get the idea about the language being uh, messed with. You know, you, you twist language around enough to where it doesn't have any meaning, you know what is it he who controls the language controls the world or something right right like and, and and also the um the otherizing that's happening um because that's something that you know fascists do that's something that hitler did was you know if you can make the opposition seem non-human um and therefore it's okay to hurt them it's okay to kill oh, them um, and that's really a lot of what's going on here is, is this mm-hmm. you know um this sense of you know if if you're transphobic you're not just you're not just transphobic you're also a bigot and you're also a Nazi and Nazis deserve to yep. die. Yep. <laughs> and that, that's really, and, and I wish that I weren't making that up, yeah. but that I've seen this kind of thread a lot. Like, like when the, when the, um, when the government falls, the, the turfs are going to be the first ones against the wall. You know, there's this sense that, you know, they're just waiting gleefully in order to, to kill us. This, this is really freaky. And yeah. I, and I hear myself talking and I'm like, you sound a little weird, but I'm like, no, you this don't. Is not at all. Not at all. Really I've had, yeah, I've had other really women happening. ask me, like, are you not afraid uh, of like uh, physical violence? Yeah. And I was like, that's a valid concern. You know, I've heard mm-hmm. about how Megan Murphy was treated, I think, in the Vancouver, wherever that was, that library yeah. thing. Um, and also the woman you interviewed about uh, that bathroom ordeal. Yeah. Where that was like, I just can't. I mean, yeah. as if, why is it that, I don't know, you and I get it. I, I and I also asked my friend Amy this like 
are we so steadfast in speaking out about this and just being truthful and just every day working on this truthfully night and day it's exhausting it's so worth it yeah. by the way even though it is really painful at times um i feel like it's women that have had sexual trauma that yeah. like really get how dangerous this is right so in a sense where i'm like if someone hasn't had trauma are they just not going to get the how like what this is you know what i mean so yeah like, i wonder fuck. yeah um, i wonder or if they've some of them have had trauma and they're so scared that they that they're running away from it. I mean, I think that I think yep. it's sort of women who have nothing to lose. You know, I have I have firmly accepted that something bad might happen to me. Um, and on some level, I guess I feel like I've had bad things happen to me and I've survived. Yeah. And so yep. this is worth the risk because this is children. This is this is children. This is our entire society. And sometimes you have to be willing to um to get hurt and maybe even to get killed in order to stand up for what's important. It's and I hope, yes. I hope more people will start doing that. I mean, especially those on the left who are, you know, they're the ones who are always like um, trying to stand up against, in, you know, for the marginalized people and stand up against injustice. I mean, there isn't a more marginalized person than, than, a, than an autistic girl who has been sexually traumatized and is suffering in a homophobic family who has decided to cut off her breasts in order to become her authentic self. I mean, that's the girl we should be fighting for. Absolutely. hundred percent. That's also why, you know, it's just not fair. Like these kids are being uh, trained to believe that this is okay and it's natural and it's accepting of people that are, not on this gender spectrum or whatever um it's equality it's peace yay <laughs> Kumbaya. Um, what is it living your true self oh, yeah it's yeah so sick. I, I see all these um these uh like banners in my neighborhood that say things God. like hate is not welcome in my house oh and yeah I've, those are definitely friends. around here and yeah. they have you know trans symbols and i'm like guess what <laughs> oh my God. You, you don't even know the definition of hate anymore. And I guess it's no. not a surprise because you don't know what the definition of man and woman or lesbian. So I guess that exactly. it's exactly, I mean, <laughs> you know. well, their whole, like, I mean, hate speech now is, uh, speaking biological truths, right? That is now hate speech saying yeah. a man can't become a woman and a woman can't become a man and right. women don't have penises. And that's literally hate speech. <laughs> yeah, it's just so, bizarre. you know, there's so much, um, secretive under the radar lying like that where they say oh, these she's me i'm saying hate speech but the person that's hearing that is going oh, well that's just awful no one should have hate speech but they don't know they don't know they think hate right. speech is which, not oh. only that but now it can be literally violence yes when, yes <laughs> i mean and that, that's the thing that bothers me is that if i'm in a bathroom or a locker room, say I'm in a locker room, I'm taking a shower and a man walks in and I freak out, I'm likely to be the one who's vilified. Yeah. I'm likely to be the one who's told that she's no longer welcome at the gym. I'm likely to be the one who's- I have heard those stories actually. Yeah, I've heard these stories. And so so what does this mean that that, that me um, trying to set up boundaries now is hate speech? It's, it's, exactly. it's violence. It's, yeah. it's violence for me to want to have personal boundaries. Yeah, to say what no, just say no, and I don't need an explanation. To tell kids. What a message to tell little girls. I know, I know. I can't even, I'm so enraged by that. 100%. And again, that's where I get so... Um, 
you know, whenever I start feeling like, gosh, I'm not sure I can do this anymore. It's, oh, it's, yeah. it's not particularly fun. Um, it's, you no, know, it's, it's not, it's, none of this shit is like, fun. Constant grind. It's this heaviness yeah. I wake up to every morning. And yep. then I think about the kids and I think yes, you got to exactly. keep fighting. You just got to keep fighting. Yeah. yeah. And yeah, you know, I keep thinking like this has to rear its ugly head and reveal itself eventually. Cause I just don't understand how this, this could last and i've talked about it with my husband about how it i don't know just i don't know i i don't it kind of breaks well and that, that's the problem is that it will stop when enough girls and women get hurt yeah and and that's the problem is that there has to be this critical mass of 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 women and girls who are sacrificed to this gender industry yeah. where people are going to wake up and that pisses me off like i mean it just it, it yeah. again it's like how dare our society require that girls and women be sacrificed before we realize how harmful this is i mean that yeah. i feel like we need a, a kira bell here or something like that honestly yeah. and i feel like uh america is a little bit too steadfast and uh up their own ass or i don't know what the word is kind of a ignorant or america fuck yeah in the sense of like <laughs> uk this is i don't know how to explain this um uk seems more at least they have the, you have to, I think you have to actually go through steps to get the self-ID thing and get a certificate if I'm not right. mistaken. But here, like, I'm just a woman or yeah, I'm, I'm, I, I am I yeah. a man. Yeah. You don't have to do and anything. And I can be a man today and a woman tomorrow and yeah. I can be a they the next day. <laughs> and that's what also kills me, how fluid you can be and how fluidity is encouraged where it's like, right. okay, sure. I, I, say someone's really trying not to offend you and say your pronouns, I my pronouns now are... Uh, <laughs> Or let's, yeah, okay, my pronouns are he, they, or he, him. And someone's like, he, him. And I'm like, ah, you're, uh, you misgendered me? Because yeah. right now, uh, I, I changed, as you were saying that, now I'm a, a squid <laughs> self, so fuck yeah. you. Like, yeah. Well, well and it's, it's impossible to navigate. Like, this constant, like, <gasps> like, you have offended me. You've offended yeah. me. Oh my gosh, yeah. you've offended me. And and that's the other thing that I worry Jeez, about yeah. children is that their um, ability to be resilient is really being undermined because they're being mm. taught that that somebody using a pronoun that they don't like is actual violence. And what happens to these kids when they go out there in the world and they experience real violence? They're going to be completely ill-equipped to handle life. I mean, and I hope that they don't. I mean, it would, I keep, you know, ever since oh, I was course. a little kid, you know, I was hoping that we grow up in a world where there's, is this, is this a peace sign anymore? Or, you know, like, I don't even, <laughs> oh my God, I, mean, I God, think so, worried, last like, I checked. Is this still okay? Is it still okay? Yeah, is I it think some so. kind of like symbol of, you know, Oh my God. It's a turf uh, <laughs> I wouldn't be surprised if honestly, I mean, this, they're going to be like, oh, we always knew it. She was a turf. We know it. Oh my God. Oh yeah. The turf bangs. Have you heard that shit? I'm like, what's turf the turf bangs? I don't know. Oh that turfs have turf bangs. And oh, I'm like, awesome. oh, okay. Because you guys, I mean, how ridiculous. So stupid. Because we have hair up front, whereas bald men don't. And so, yeah. Oh, that's know. a good point. Oh my God. Maybe. Yeah. hundred percent. Good point. Oh my God. Which is also, it could be a gendered thing. Um, yeah. Yeah. So the, the whole boundaries thing is that uh, it's teaching you. Oh, what was it? Oh, it was only predators have problem with boundaries. And I'm oh, like, oh, wow. That's really true. Like, that's oh, really that's true. true. Yep. Yeah. And that could be another reason why like mainstream America isn't getting this is because, you know, most, most people do have, you know, certain set of boundaries and and they're not getting it they're not going to get it until like you know what happened to Blair Tyndall where there's you know two guys 
doing it in the bathroom in the women's bathroom and there's a little girl in there oh my god I mean, and, and then they're gonna be like whoa what's going on i mean and and th- again it's got to be like we shouldn't have to be put in that place where that even happens you know it it has to be so egregious before people stand up and and are willing to to be worried about it and i also believe on some level there are a lot of men who are laughing because they have a certain degree of you know they've they've had this anger towards women and all of a sudden women are getting their heads smashed in in athletics all of a sudden women are getting their comeuppance by having men in the bathrooms and i do feel like I mean, I don't think it's, I don't think it's even like most men, but there definitely is a population of men who are getting a kick out of this because they're- I honestly think like it's, it's more than I thought it was. Yeah. This whole thing is honestly, it's encouraging so much misogyny Mm -hmm. and it is the most misogynistic movement ever. Uh, yeah. Yeah, And I don't think I got that. Um, I, I don't know if I just didn't really understand the degree of misogyny or yeah, even if same. I had like, I had a, you know, I definitely had a fair amount of self-hatred, you know, my vagina mm-hmm. has not been my friend a lot of times. It's, mm-hmm. you know, I feel like it has, it's what's gotten me abused and assaulted, you know, there, you know, and, and so, so I think okay. that I had a fair amount of, you know, internalized misogyny, I guess you call it. Yeah. Um, and without even, I was pretty, oblivious and it's yeah, really and recently where i'm like ah ah like it's it's a it's not a good feeling to realize like nope. i've been part of the problem all this time um and right, and, right, and i haven't had the same it. thing yeah, yeah same well because you said that you you just sort of kind of went along with it um well it's just everywhere um yeah. I don't know how or wh- why it happened i don't know whether it was just i had to deal with it being a woman and um, I can't think of like even specific situations um, of how, you know, I, I don't know. I've just never seen feminism and feminists portrayed in a gentle manner. Yeah. Um, or the hairy, smelly, hairy, smelly. Yeah, 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 yeah exactly. Yeah, Short like hair, not shaved, yeah. whichever, which by the way, doesn't, that's fine. That's not a yeah. gross. I mean, I, I believed it to be like a, ew, like hairy. Oh my God. Well, it's just like, <laughs> oh, weird. That's not very female or feminine. Yeah. I don't know if it's from me growing up in the South or what. Um, I think it's part of just being in this culture. I mean, there's just yeah. so many messages about what it means to be a woman, what it means to be acceptable. Um, and, and I think that it's so easy just to, just to kind of get that in. I mean, it's, it's hard to escape. I would, I would be surprised Mm -hmm. if, I mean, I guess if you're not, um, in the loop, you know, if you're, if you're kind of isolated, then, then you might be able to, um, get away from it, but it's, it's so it's everywhere. It's everywhere. These messages that our value is based on our, how attractive we are, yeah. how big our tits are. How big oh our, yeah. It's so subconscious me. though. It's such yeah. a level of like, I never thought about it. Uh, yeah. it was just so truly ingrained in me. Um, just supposed to look a certain way or maybe a certain way that you look is more desirable. So I come from the costuming world. Let me mention that real quick. Um, you know, cosplay and whatnot, hugely into that. And I love sewing and whatnot, but it got to be a thing where these, these, you know, bolt on tit women, um, that get, that literally rise to fame. And I never really did the cosplay thing to be famous. And I don't think fame is anything what it's chalked up to be even remotely. I don't want that many eyes on me, like in that sense. Um, but at the same time, when I post something that I'm really proud of, and I take so many hours on like hand painting something onto a costume to make it look shaded, like it's actual folds on a, a dress like thing, but, um, it wasn't folds. It was painted on. It was an illusion. 
you know, so many hours spent on it, but it doesn't matter because uh, if you're not showing your fucking cleavage and right. tits, what does it matter? And I got right. really frustrated with that. And some men were like, oh, it's, well, those are just apples to oranges. Like, um, you know, women that parade around with their breast out, which is hugely in the cosplay scene, by the yeah. way. Um, they aren't the same level as you who you spend a lot of time on your craft and don't parade around right. with your tits out. And I, right. I know what they're saying and I know I agree, but... I always use this example, like if I was at a convention and I had a booth of like my own skills and um, sewing and painting costume stuff um, next to, uh, I guess Patreon now is fine. Um, and there's still some nudie stuff on Patreon. I think a lot yeah. of people move, moved to OnlyFans because Patreon used to be like nudie stuff, but now it's OnlyFans. But if I had a girl next to me that was, you know, right. OnlyFans, total, I don't even know how to say the word bimbo yeah. anymore because now yeah. they use that. Anyways, um, I'm like, whoa. I can't even compete with that because right. it's obviously and to the point where I'm like, it's not even fair to men that don't even realize that they're being lured in by this fucking trap of like titties. Like, what are you going to yeah. be not like a lure or not, not look at it. Give me a fucking break. Like these girls are not subtle about it at right. all. It, it is. And it, it kills me because their costumes are, I mean, almost always like really well done. And half the time, I don't even know if they do the whole costume, which anyways, um, we're like, it's an actual beautiful costume, but I'm like, even when I look at it, all I can see is your tits. Like, put yeah. them away. Yeah. And it got to be a really disturbing thing where yeah. a girl did a slutty Buzz Lightyear costume. And I was like, what are you doing? Are you, do you want to appeal to children? Right. That's a children's fucking movie. Right. And people are like, oh my God, that's so cute. And I'm like, what the hell? I'm yeah. sorry that I see that. I'm like, you clearly want to like, you can't play stupid here. I mean, yeah. I mean, maybe she was stupid. I didn't realize that you would pull in youth, like children. Yeah. Well, that's and that's so something disgusting. that's so frustrating to me is, again, I'm older than you. And it felt like, you know, it felt like we were moving away from that where, you know, there was sort of a more androgynous look mm -hmm. that, you know, women um, didn't have was big to, in the 80s. Yeah, yeah, they didn't have to have their TNA in yeah. order to be, you know, a, you know, it was more mm -hmm. just like, Let's look at the person. Let's look mm -hmm. at the person. And now, like, I'm like, all right, so so either women are throwing other women under the bus or women actually have no power because something's going on here that, that I mean, I, I, I can't believe when I watch TV now, like, the sexualization of, of women is just outrageous. Oh, and, and I'm not a prude. I mean, I made porn. Oh, I'm, yeah. I mean, I'm not, I mean... I'm not real happy I did that, but I'm not someone who's like, oh, you know. Neither am I, not even remotely. Yeah, totally I'm just like constantly now like, why? Why is this in our faces all the time? And again, another reason why girls might decide, hey, I'm getting rid of these. I want someone to see oh, me yeah. for who I am. Yes, Rather yes. than as, as the tits that, that, yes. that are coming from me. So it's that not surprising too, yeah. that, I mean, and all these factors are sort of coming together. It's like yes. this tidal wave. And, and it just, it's, and then they have people encouraging it. I mean, instead of, you know, Slyly. instead of us like trying to say, you know, your, your tits don't define who you are, which yeah. is the message that we should be giving girls. We say, go ahead and chop them off, <laughs> you know, or, or, or go ahead and show them off. I mean, that's sort of the message yeah. girls have. They can either chop them off or show them off. It's empowering to sell choice. your body and right. get nude on OnlyFans. Right. Didn't you hear? I mean, also there's a lot of, there's this thing called like, cosplay boudoir um photo sets of right. girls on the bed and 
lingerie as if you're fucking as if a white bra has anything to do with any costume character like say elsa i'm like you're just wearing a bra and a blonde wig how is that elsa get the fuck out of here it's so ridiculous i'm like just go i mean like um but that's also extremely normalized within the cosplay community i mean i've seen and and come on it's so upsetting because i'm good Yaya Han, I'm ashamed of you, goddammit. I don't, I don't care. Um, she's one of those big tit, bolt-on people um, that, I'm sorry, like, this is what girls look up to, and I don't think she does, like, the OnlyFans stuff, but still, it's just, like, girls look at that, and it's such a, a subconscious thing where they think that that's what cosplay is, and, that, and they see that that's what gets the most attention, and if you want to do it because you like the attention of, wow, that costume looks amazing, because, you know, pe- people like to be appreciated for the work that you do, but if you see that you can shortcut that to getting big breasts or doing nude photo sets online, why would you not? I mean, it's so easy. Yeah. And if you and don't think about the repercussions because you're young and you can't grasp like right. what that actually is, right. you could so right. easily fall into that. And it's so easy now to do that. Um, yeah. And then and when we have people who I believe we now have a vice president who's supportive of sex legalizing sex work. And again, um, as someone who's engaged in sex work, sex work, and I hate that sex term. Sex work is work. Oh, um, God. How insulting. Yeah, I mean, I don't think people who are advocating this have any sense of how vulnerable um, people are. You know, we have, like, um, we have rules and regulations to protect workers, and there's no way you could set rules and regulations for prostitution that would protect a woman. There's just no way. You know, we have rules and regulations um, for for human subject research because we know that there are people who get so desperate that they're willing to do horrible things for money. Um, mm-hmm. And and that we as a society need to protect them. So we have, we have rules and regulations for um, human subject research because we don't want people experimented on. What, what do you mean by we? Who? The society. You okay. know, the government. The government. You know, if, if somebody um, tried to do a study where they were like, hey, um, we're going to pay you $10,000 if you'll let us chop off your breasts. Mm-hmm. There's no way that would, that would fly. You know, it mm. would shut down. The government would not allow that. But, but if it's, you know, under the auspice of this, you know, transgenderism, then it's okay. But again, for, you know, we, we have um, historically, there's been times where humans have been horribly exploited and under the name of, of research. And people have, have recognized that we need to protect humans, our fellow humans, from, from putting themselves in situations where they're really vulnerable, from putting themselves in situations where they can get hurt. That's sort of our, an obligation that we have. And now we're saying sex work is work. Well, well, people need to really understand what sex work means. I mean, it's basically paid rape. If somebody's not willing to have sex with you unless you pay them, it's coercion. And so, so, so again, we're undermining that whole concept of consent, and 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 that's dangerous for kids. And we're trying to, you know, when I was a kid, if if there was a homemaker who wanted to come in and and be like the professional, you know, how they have they have like um, career day, and they have mm, to mm-hmm. talk about the careers. If a woman came in and was like, "I'm a homemaker," people would be like, "Boo, hiss," you know. <laughs> but now you can have drag queens come in, and everybody's oh, like, God. "Yeah, boo, that's so cool." And and I wouldn't be surprised if we start having prostitutes come in and talk about sex work. And, yeah. and again, what does this do to girls um, to to know that their bodies are a commodity? Oh, it's just it's, it's just a, again, um, it's it's invasive. Yeah, it's and it's knowing uh, it, those boundaries over and over again. Pushing that ideology and subtle thoughts in the youth's head. Like, why yeah. the hell are you going to schools reading about, uh, or just asking kids 
uh, mentioning the gender thing, like really young, where it's obvious, it's so obvious to me what it is. Get them confused young, get them hooked on, get them, uh, you know, curious enough to like look this up and all the resources on, online are never ending. Uh, you know, there's this whole content creator YouTube world um, of people being like, yes, that's great, lying to the world, uh, Tumblr, TikTok, it's being, it's just, everywhere so doctors, like you mentioned the surgeons oh, oh, oh. yeah i mean people so are there's, <laughs> there's nowhere along the line for these children that hear anything about it where this is dangerous think yeah. twice yeah. there's another side to it nowhere because it's being deleted blocked yeah. banned yeah. um also algorithms play a huge factor into this so say that that um dysphoric video is still on youtube it's still on youtube but you, i firmly you got to realize uh how the algorithms play where sure it could still be there um but it's going to be hidden from the public eye where people won't naturally see it along their um suggested or whatnot to where it has to be shared because look at the views and i was like that's only the views that it's got and i was like oh right algorithm um right. and also the algorithm plays into the fact of this stuff um is purposely shown to youth uh because they can figure out how old the person is using the device um just right. by algorithm right Right. Um, yeah. And yeah. And it's interesting on the um, the other thing that I've noticed on my videos, and you might notice mm -hmm. at some point too, mm -hmm. that I'll have a video that's gotten like two thousand views, and then the next day it's down to seven hundred. Oh, really? Like, Are you what? serious? Yeah, I'm have very. Look at the little uh, analytics thing. Oh, can you like go to the I YouTube have, studio to yeah, see the I analytics? Yeah, I probably look at that. That was that was before I um I got a certain number of monetization would before, and so I, I don't know if that's changed now, but I should go look at it. And oh, even there, like I'm certain there's fuckery going on like that. Yeah, 100%. I think there's stuff going on all the time, oh, and yeah. it's really yeah, it's like Wikipedia. Uh, <laughs> cough, cough. Oh, 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 and that's the other thing. I don't know if you've noticed on on your videos. I'll be curious if you start getting oh, okay. um, targeted ads underneath. Like uh -huh. a lot of my videos have a link to Wikipedia where they talk about conversion, like conversion therapy, um, because they're, they're, um, they're saying that conversion therapy, um, is, is it's okay to like prohibit children from getting uh, therapy that helps them understand the underlying causes for their gender identity issues. Um, and so they're banning this, um, nationwide internationally. Um, yep. the UN is even trying to criminalize it internationally. So psychology, uh, like going to a therapist, like going to a therapist to get yeah. help for your gender identity issues. Yeah, I mean it's all in the uh, the documents. That's not yeah, that's not a thing because that's because that's that becomes gatekeeping to them getting right. their hormones and progressing right. in their fucking journey. Uh, exactly. Which is, it, that whole document I keep bringing it up because I it was one of the yeah. first things I discovered from Jennifer Bilex or Bilex oh, yeah. uh, blog. The I think I G L Y O, which is I don't know if it was the George Soros one. George Soros has a different one, but it has all of this stuff written out. Yeah. Um, and how they do all this and what they encourage and don't get too much exposure. And one of them was, uh, get ahead of the government. Like all oh, this is out there. And right. I was like, oh my God, this is public. Like you yes. like, anybody can read this. I'm like, yes. like, okay, fine, fine. Don't believe what I say. Look at their fucking yeah. document. It is yeah. the most telling it's thing. It's I was like, hour, I believe it's 11th hour. Yeah. The 11th blog. hour blog. Yeah. Yeah. If you think we're just making this up, go look no. There's, You know, oh, I, and that's the other thing is I document, I take screenshots yes, document this because I want people to know when I say that people have threatened to kill me, I'm not just making that up. I have no. documentation of it. Yeah. When people talk about, I mean, 
I don't even know why you'd have to document it with the kind of threats JK Rowling has gotten, which is just oh outrageous. But, but um, one thing that I encourage people to do is to document because mm -hmm. they take down, you know, one of the things that has yes. happened, download your Twitter yeah, um, yeah. stuff on there and then it's gone. And, and so, yeah, I mean, it's, uh, but but there is I mean there is it, people are not we're not just making this up we're not just being hysterical no, women oh, no. you know I mean there's, fear mongering yeah. I saw someone that eleventh hour thing and they were like that just read as fear mongering and I'm like all right um I can't help you like also you know uh, Jennifer's blog is one of the first things as well as that I read and you know it sounded so outrageous to me even though I, I love conspiracies and it, it's a conspiracy <laughs> it's not a conspiracy theory but I you know she provided plenty of sources and links and I didn't just rely on her sources and links yeah. I Google the shit out of everything she was saying and everything about this. And uh, I mean, but that's the thing is that people don't have the time to look yeah. this up and they don't look beyond headlines and they just really want to believe what they want to believe, which right. is lies. Because do you know how uncomfortable this is to realize how people have been living in like yeah. believing this sham and this fucking. Like, and then our children are being experimented on. I mean, yeah. To, yeah. to sit there and like admit that maybe yourself that you were uh, for this or you donated money for this or you've right. been advocating for the transgender movement. Right. To sit there and really admit to yourself and possibly your family or your friends and come to them now and be like, I fucked up. Like, who's yeah. going to do that? I did that's, it. Yeah. I mean, oh, I, I, mean I know. I, I think that's also interesting. Yeah. How did? How are we the ones that are like, we have yeah. no problem um, standing up for this what right. it is right and truthful yeah and, I, mean, and I think that says me, a lot can, about our spirits for you yeah. It, yeah. it's more interesting than for me because i have it you know i had the history of of being a trans kid you know i had that that experience to like oh, wait, what do you mean? Me. oh <laughs> i don't know i'm like oh, you don't know that this no. <laughs> Do tell. Do tell. We're here for Aaron. So, yeah, that's actually how I got involved in this is that um, I got a letter from Equality Utah, which I had donated to in the past, and they said that they were going to ban conversion therapy. And so I started reading through the, the email, and I realized they were trying to ban the therapy that helped me when I was a trans kid. Um, and so I went to the state legislature to testify about my experience being, you know, I had extreme gender dysphoria as a kid. I wanted to oh, be wow. a boy. Um, I had to go see the school psychologist because the teachers were so concerned. What uh, grade or age was this? It was it was right after the sexual assault. So right, you know, I, in so kindergarten, I was this, you know, cute little happy kid. First grade came along and I was a mess. And I was like, my name's Timothy. I'm a boy. Oh, wow. I was physically aggressive. Um, I was very... I was very troubled. And thankfully, my school psychologist said, oh, my gosh, this kid's got some issues. We need to help her rather than, of course, you're a boy, because what that would have done if they had said, of course, you're a boy is it would have um, reinforced the self-hatred that I had, the shame that I had, the belief that I had that my body had caused the sexual assault. It would have uh, reinforced the idea that I was, you know, that there was something very wrong about me. And so I'm so thankful that I didn't get caught up in this. But if I were a kid today, I would have. And so, yep. so for me, it makes sense. But for you, it's less like, I mean, is it just this sense of like seeing women being erased and, and the concept of woman being appropriated? Yeah, yeah I, I see that. I see it um, also. It's such a, that where, you know, trauma happens to you and you, you know, I've heard this time and again of rape victims or victims of uh, sexual assault or abuse that they don't really tell anyone because they blame themselves. Oh my God, it was my fault or whatever. I mean, I don't even necessarily believe that that's maybe what the, anyone told them. It's just a, some sort of internalized thing. Um, maybe, or maybe it is patriarchy or whatever. Um, 
where it's but also it's also the what's so interesting is that you know it used to be men uh back in the day that would become transgender or try to trans or change which by the way bi biological sex is immutable it's not possible it's a myth let me remind you um but you know what's so telling is that all of a sudden it became little girls or like yeah. teens and i'm yeah. like hello well of course of course young girls that are like puberty is so awkward and getting men oh whistling God. at you and uh making comments about your cold nipples because you didn't have a bra that would hide that or a padded bra and like I, I, that's what i felt and it was horrifying and gross i felt like an object it was so nasty yeah. and it was always 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 from older men like yeah. adult men i just knew as a young girl that it was really i felt unsafe yeah. i knew it was something scary and, and it was like your fault that those nipples got hard and showed oh my god and now i mean that's what i think so of course like, girls would want to escape that because it's yeah. a gross feeling and no one likes puberty. It's not a fun thing. Right. Um, maybe right. schools or something should be more honest about it and be like, you're going to be really uncomfortable. Yeah. This is something you have to go through because <laughs> I believe it's one of the most important things of a body's life to yeah. grow, just to grow into yeah. the body you have and right. to halt the growth process. Yeah. I'm just like, are you fucking kidding me? Yeah, There's going to be serious repercussions yeah. for that because you're stopping the natural human growth. Right. I don't care about the sex of male or female. I'm talking yeah. about the growth of a yeah. body. You're you inducing, stop that. You're inducing a developmental delay. In what world yes. do we cause children to have developmental On delay? On purpose. And feel good about it. And, and say that going through puberty is uh, like abuse. Have you heard that thing yeah. now? Going yeah. through natural I, puberty is like, uh, how yeah. dare you? Or just... Yeah. And I just have no doubt that if this continues, we're going to have six-year-old boys being castrated and girls, as soon as they start getting breast buds, getting those cut off. Like yeah. it just, that's where I see this going. I mean, it already, kind we of already like have, that. we already have documented 13-year-olds getting their breasts cut off and, and 15-year-olds getting I've seen cut. some images of just the, you know, uh, looking at that age, uh, how yeah. young that is. It's like, you, yeah. you, that's so young. you know, say you live to be 85. Oh my God, yeah. your life. You didn't yeah. even get a chance to even think for, I mean, this is crazy. Yeah. If this whole thing of like, you go in there and they, I just don't understand oh, going to a doctor. Yes. I don't understand going to a doctor and the doctor being like, well, you, you tell me actually, yeah, you know, I'm okay. going to give you my stethoscope because you're the doctor now. <laughs> and here's, here's the prescription pad. Go ahead and write out whatever yes. you want. There you go. You know, you know best. Why the fuck are they there? Like, what are they there for? Why are we listening to yeah. children? Children yeah. know better than yeah. the rest of the world who are, have grown through life and experienced life and kind yeah. of, you see life at a different perspective and a yeah. different, every almost... Like, I don't know if there's a number on it, but say every 10 years, you have a new yes. lay. The book has been turned and you can look back even at your own life and be like, oh my God, oh, this is yeah. happening because of what happened to me then when I was a child. And right. you can't be old enough to then look back at that, I believe, until yeah. you reach a certain age. So And maturity. So cool. And you have yes. to have puberty to do that. Yes. I mean, and one of the things that was probably the most powerful for me is having kids of my own. And looking at back at them at ages where I thought I was like, had it all together mm, and being like, oh no, I was not old enough to be doing this. You know, when I realized, when I looked at my 14 year old daughter and realized at her age, I was on birth control pills and I was occasionally, you know, prostituting. I'm like, oh, right. 
There's no way. There's no way I was like at all equipped to be making. No, it's that. such a lot. It's such a uh, a very definite uh, that age type of thing where oh. you feel invincible. Right. You're never gonna die. I know right. better. Fuck you. Yeah. Uh, the adults are just trying to get in my way and exactly. mess up my fun. <laughs> I mean, that's like exactly. Crazy. There's so that's many. What... There's so many that's why they need the boundaries. And again, yeah. it comes to boundaries. That's why we have boundaries for teenagers because otherwise all hell breaks loose. As that's we why adults should be able to sit there and go, I'm sorry. I know you feel this way. Well, let's get you therapy. Yeah. I, I mean, I hate saying that thing of it's just a phase. Um, we don't know, you know, yeah. we need to be patient. And this is one of those things that you should not rush. Um, right. I just, I mean, Children well, don't know. You just don't, don't know. know. I don't know. And one of the things I've heard Sasha Ayad say, and, 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 you know, she's a therapist, but she suggested that we're therapizing our kids way too much that, mm. that you know, kids historically have gone through puberty and it's been rough and they've made it without therapists and medication. Yeah. Um, but now it's like parents are not really equipped to handle emotional disruption yeah. in their kids. They get so concerned about it that they take their kids to therapists at the drop of a hat. And then the kids Which feel a lot like of them are, uh, the they're not that learning. Have been... Yeah. They're not learning how to have these skills. And I guess a lot of them are medicalized with, you know, antidepressants, anti-anxiety. Mm. So they're already thinking I need medication in order to. Oh, think. that's a good point. So I just wanted to put in a plug for Partners for Ethical Care. Um, this is a relatively new organization, and the goal is to collect stories from people. So it's stories from parents, stories from detransitioners, stories from you know women who have been in bathrooms when men have come in, um, and 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 told they're not allowed to complain. Stories from teachers who are uncomfortable with the what's being taught in schools. You know, just just to gather stories so that we can document what's happening. It's really our goal. And so if you go to partnersforethicalcare.com, and and there's um, also there's a life chat built in most of the time there's somebody there who can, who will do live chat not always because we all are, are volunteers mm -hmm. but um you know if you send in your story and there and if you want more support if you want resources um let us know because that's that's the other thing that we try to do is provide resources provide support um if you're a new parent to this and and, and just like freaking out because your kid's going down this route um, we have lots of resources and, and we can, you know, help, help connect you with other parents, help get you in support groups and same for detransitioners. Um, if you're a detransitioner, if you're suddenly realizing, ah, this was, this is not the right thing for me and that you're feeling really lost, then, then, then we'd love to be there to support you. Amazing. And help yeah. So that's fantastic. Yeah. And, and you guys and have a YouTube as well? YouTube channel? Yeah, we have a YouTube. Yeah. We have, um, we have two different programs that we run on YouTube right now. Um, one of them is, um, common sense care and it's specifically a parenting program. So, so helping parents to navigate if their kid comes home and says that they have a gender identity issue, you know, what, what do, does a parent do? And so, so that's one of the series. The other one is called, um, partners for ethical care talks. Mm -hmm. And we just do every week we look at the news and kind of deconstruct it and and analyze you know how is this going to affect women and children and so um so those are the two programs on the youtube and then i have a personal youtube station yeah. where i do what you're doing here um i've tr primarily tried to focus on um, people who have different perspectives on this um so that so that we can document it because i just feel like it's so important to archive these stories so that we have documentation of what went on um regardless of what happens in the future these are really important stories that need to be captured Amen. Absolutely. All right. Yeah. Well, that's awesome that you're doing too. Yeah. I think oh, I the more Benjamin Blake 
another one who is yeah. who is doing great oh, stuff. Oh, there's so many. That's great. We need more. Yeah, but, there's so yeah, many. So, so that's what gives me hope is that mm-hmm. you know it's growing that there's more and more mm-hmm. people who are saying, "Hey, wait a minute. We need to, we need to document what's going on. We need to put exactly. this out there and educate, and and let people know." So thank you, you for what you're doing. Yeah. yeah. All right. Yeah. Well, thank okay, you, Erin. Yep. <laughs> exactly. We'll see you later. Bye. All right. Talk to you later. Bye-bye. Hooray. I hope you enjoyed that. I know I can sound kind of a uh, scatterbrained or uh, frantic during some of these interviews. Um, I find that I am like that because um, there's like a limited time to, you know, interview or talk to one another. And um, it's also very relieving and exciting getting to be able to talk about these topics with someone um, that I haven't met in person for, you know, speaking to them for the first time. It's just the energy is like buzzing. And I also find it's a very natural thing that we cut each other off in a conversation because we're both so excited. Um, so I also find myself getting frantic of finding the right words to say when it's my turn to talk. So it sounds very, like, I know you probably know what I'm talking about if you listen to um, all my podcasts up until now. Uh, It's something that I am continually aware of, and um, I am not the most articulate person when it comes to, I guess, being on point when it comes to a conversation. I mean, I can be, but... I don't know. It's just the way I am. And that's that's all there is to it. I also wanted to add that these interviews are available on my YouTube. And I sincerely apologize for not letting you guys know that uh, for the past three interviews. But search for my YouTube channel is uh, just Lindsay Platotian, which is my name. I wanted to have it as Distorted Lens, but I did have it as that, as my YouTube name. And when I searched that to see how easy it was to find, uh, YouTube said... It basically auto-corrected the word lens to lines, and it said, you know, it's searching distorted lines, and it said, do you want to search instead distorted lens, and you click that. I just didn't want, it was just a mess to be able to find it, so, you know, I, I try to keep all my stuff the same of uh, three various apps, but that one was like, ugh, I want to make, I want to make it easier for the um, person trying to find my YouTube. So, therefore, it is just simply search Lindsay Platotian, which is my actual name. Um, yeah, thank you guys so much for listening. Um, I hope to see you in Washington on March 8th. That is my birthday month. Um, yeah, so don't forget to rate and review my podcast on Apple Podcasts. This matters with visibility on Apple Podcasts and makes a difference. So you too can make a difference. Um, if you have any questions, you can head over to my Patreon and ask questions on my posts there and become a patron, patron there, patron, (laughs) uh, you know, the link page patreon.com forward slash distorted lens and question everything you guys curiosity will save humanity remember biology and be good to one another namaste <laughs> I wouldn't be surprised if honestly I mean, <laughs> they're gonna be like oh, we always knew it she was a turf we know it <laughs>